It's great to always be with Pastor Esteban and his beautiful wife here in the heart of the Bay. Amen. I love coming up to Northern Cal and spending time with you guys. And a matter of fact, I think a couple years ago, I was hip here Memorial Day weekend as well. And I remember going to the park and having a great time. And just to see how the church is growing and thriving. And uh, I believe last weekend you guys had uh, my pastor, Pastor Sonny Jr., amen? And, uh, and I know Pastor Stefan took him to the Dodger game and the Giants, and they lost, right? And the Pastor Sonny Jr. called me the next day rebuking me. <laughs> rebuking me. I said, what's the matter with you? And this and that. I'm, like, I'm sorry, Pastor. I'll never do it again. I promise. <laughs> but uh, uh, we have a great great time every time we come with pastor stevon and the entire church and uh, like you heard the testimonies we were up here for the northern cal unites awesome awesome move of god amen and um, it's really exciting to see what god is doing up here in northern california revival is breaking out come on somebody shout for jesus if you believe that amen and uh we know this year the women's convention they had the women's convention it was ladies' night. Are any ladies out there? And then all the men, we just got back from Mighty Men of Valor. Wow. Awesome, awesome time at Mighty Men of Valor. But coming on up, amen, in the month of July, we got Gang Convention 2015. And so we want to make sure that the young people and the young adults come on out. It's going to be a powerful and explosive time. Can somebody shout amen? Can somebody shout amen? I'm going to ask you to remain standing, take a hold of your Bible, turn to the book of 3rd John. Thank you, worship team. Great job. It's great to see AJ. Love this guy right there. He's my rocker friend. We go way back. The book of 3rd John. If you're around the Gospels, it's not right there. It's kind of like right before Revelation. So just go to Revelation a couple books back. 3 John chapter 1, one verse, one verse only. Verse 2 says, Beloved, I pray that you may, what? Prosper. prosper. Someone say prosper. prosper. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Pastor Stephen was talking about when he was picking up the offering. Prosper. Somebody shout prosper. In some things? In a few things? What does the Bible say? All things. In all things. This afternoon, I want to speak a message. Prosper where you're planted. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you. We thank you, God, for your word, your message, your anointing that's here. I pray, God, that you would minister, encourage, speak to your people. Have your way, God. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody shouts. And everybody shouts, give five people a high five and tell them, prosper where you're planted. Somebody shout, prosper. prosper. I like that word, prosper. How many like that word, prosper? I like that word, prosper. Come on, somebody. That word prosper in the Greek, it means to succeed, to grow vigorously, to be healthy, 
to gain in wealth, hallow, to progress toward a goal despite of circumstances, to gain ground, to gain ground, to overcome obstacles. Are you hearing me? Pastor Stephen was talking about how we get the awesome privilege because of the ministry and the vision of Victor Outreach to travel the world. A couple of months ago, we just got back from South Africa. And we were there, and they had a, a gang retreat. First time ever for the regions in that country to come together. And it was a powerful, awesome time. I mean, just like the Northern California Unites, Spirit of God took over. Young people got baptized in the Holy Spirit. People got set free. It was awesome. And at the end of it, at the end of the gang retreat, they had these obstacle courses, right, where the young people by churches do these obstacle courses, you know, the ropes and all these things and climb over these big old walls and crazy stuff, right, crazy stuff. And so they're, Pastor Philip, would you join us, right? Not 39 years old. Come on, somebody. I'm all like, I don't know, man. You know, I'm, I'm not, I don't know if I could do that. How many think you could do that? It's, it's rarely vigorous you know it's like wow now, come on pastor phil man you're the you're the gang internationally you gotta join us <laughs> right and so i can't you know i can't let that down once they pump you up like that i'm like all right right so i joined the utc south africa bam so i joined with them right and all of a sudden the first obstacle the first obstacle was this long almost about a good half a mile tunnel that and, and the thing is that you had a, the whole team had to go up in the tunnel was probably from the ground to I would say probably up to about that point so literally you had to do like bear claws because the entire ground was all rocks right so you couldn't go on your knees because you'd be scraping them so I'm in this tunnel right we're all the, behind these people we're going in and you know you got to get the best time wins now if you know me like Pastor Stevon this is why we have a, a love-hate relationship <laughs> I hate to lose so I told the UTC I said hey if I'm on your team that means we got to what we got to win that's just the way it is hello somebody that's just the way it is. If I'm going to be on your team, we got to win. So, hey, if we're going to do, we're going to win. So I'm getting my mindset, right? Okay, I'm joining now. I'm going to do it. Then we got to win. So all of a sudden, bam, the young people start going through this tunnel. And all of a sudden, you're just going through this tunnel. It starts getting pitch black. And all of a sudden, it starts getting stuffy where you can't breathe. So the whole time, as you're down in this tunnel, climbing, your whole thinking, like your mind is flipping out, right? And you can't see nothing. All of a sudden, you could barely breathe. And if you're claustrophobic or have any problems, tight spaces, you're going through changes. And all of a sudden, as I'm going, I'm trying to get out of there as fast as I can. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, as I, as I kept on going through it, all of a sudden, bam, I hit something. I hit something. And I couldn't go anymore. And I kept on hitting this thing. But I noticed that this thing was a little bit soft. And I remember that there's people in front of me. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I remembered that, wait a minute, this is too soft to be a wall. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I'm hitting it with my fans all like. And the whole time, I'm like thinking, bro, girl, whoever, 
please just go. <laughs> Afterwards, I'm telling this one, I said, look it, I'm hitting this wall, if you would say. <laughs> I said, I don't want to know who you are. Please don't tell me. And then somebody goes, he went up to my wife was there. Don't tell your husband. But it was me that he was hitting. Prosper. To gain ground despite of circumstances. Too many Christians, they settle with just barely surviving in life rather than thriving. A lot of times you ask people, hey, how are you doing? And some people, oh, I'm doing good. You know, just making it, getting by. They're in survival mode, maintaining mode. They had that trying to just barely make it mentality. You know what I call them? I call them, they're in the FTP mode, failure to prosper. You know, have you ever gone on an airplane, right? You're in an airplane, you're going to Mighty Men, Women's Convention. Bam, you're in the airplane somewhere. And as you're up, when you get on the plane, they tell you to do something to your phone or your iPad. They tell you to turn it on what? airplane mode meaning that hey you still got the phone but you can't use it to its full capacity you can't get data you can't call people you can't text nobody you can't facebook you can't though it looks good and though you still got it you may be able to play music but you can't use it to its full functionality and too many christians are just like that that you got the suit you look good you look like a Christian. You look like, man, I, I'm a woman of God. But in reality, you're in FTP mode because you're not being used by God to your full potential, to your full functionality, all the gifts and the talents and the potential that God put inside of you. You're not using it. You're barely making it. You're in FTP mode. Are you hearing me? Why? Why do so many Christians and people live in such a state? I believe there's three reasons. First reason why people live in a failure to prosper mode is number one, confuse. Confusion. They are confused of who they are, where they're going, and who God has called them to be. Are you hearing me? And too many times when we are not living a life on purpose, all of a sudden we're wandering. And it's a time where, man, we're frustrated, we're confused because we're not living to our full potential. Are you hearing me? And the only way that you can be able to live on purpose is when you begin to fix and focus your eyes on Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of your faith. Can I get an Amen. Look at Peter. Peter, all of a sudden, right there, storms were coming. Waves were coming. There were the disciples in the boat, and all of a sudden, it was frantic. But then they found Jesus walking on water, and all of a sudden, Peter asked Jesus, Jesus, bid me to come out. Jesus went throwback Thursday. He said, bust the move. And all of a sudden, Peter began to walk on water. And the reason why he was able to walk on water is because he was focused and fixed on Jesus. 
His eyes were focused and fixed on Jesus. You ever notice when you're really focused and fixed on Jesus, man, you're intentional. You're living on purpose. You're excited. All of a sudden, everything that's coming against you, you're above your circumstance. The things that should have drowned you, you're above it. Why? Because you're fixed and focused on Jesus. You're lifting up your hands in worship. You're giving. All these things are happening. But the moment Peter took his eyes off of Jesus, what happened? The moment we take our eyes off of Jesus, the moment we take our eyes off of the plan and the purpose that he has for our life, the moment that happens, we begin to what? Sink. We begin to sink. We begin to sink. Why? Because we took our attention off Jesus and put our attention on our circumstance. Instead of focusing on Jesus, we focus on our pain, on our bills, on the trials, on the storms. I came to tell you, you need to get your eyes back on Jesus. My friend, you might have come here this afternoon a little bit weary. You might have come here this afternoon a little bit confused, but I came to tell you, if you would get your eyes back on Jesus, if you would fix your eyes back on Jesus, you would be able to overcome any situation, any challenge, any circumstance that comes your way. Clap your hands this afternoon if you believe that. <laughs> Secondly, second reason why people fail to prosper, conflict. Somebody say Conflict. Did you know that we are engaged in spiritual conflict every single day? Every day. I'm sure some of you had a conflict just coming to church. Hello. You had a conflict with your spouse, right? All of a sudden, your hair, hair blow dryer didn't work. Curling irons didn't work. And all of a sudden, I don't know. I don't want to go to church. Didn't have gas, right? Kids are acting up, right? Dogs acting up. Fishes acting up, Right? We are in spiritual conflict, and the enemy will throw roadblocks. Hello, somebody. Detour signs. He'll do everything he can to stop you from, from living a life that is prosperous. He'll set up anything he can. It doesn't matter. I remember um, I was celebrating my anniversary with my wife. I believe it was our second year anniversary. So I had the crazy idea to take my wife to San Felipe, Mexico. I've never been there before. It's on the other side of Rosarito. On the other side of Baja, California. So now I'm dri we're driving down, right? We're driving down and, and uh, I just purchased a, you know, a, a, not a brand new, but you know, it's new to me, you know, Jeep Cherokee, right? Little cool truck, right? Little, bam, we're driving and all of a sudden, as we're going all of a sudden, I noticed that, man, I've never been there before, that it's a bunch of dunes, sand dunes. Then I also noticed that there was a bunch of trucks going off-roading. I was like, yeah. <laughs> off-roading. Then I look at my wife. I said, Beb, wouldn't it be cool if we go off-roading? And then you know how wives are. Wives are good, man. Because wives don't say yes or no because they don't want to get copped out to anything. So what they say, they use this phrase. Men, catch this because this is their way. I don't know, Beb. It's up to you. <laughs> you, guys, you ladies are good. You're, you're good. You're good. You're good. 
I don't know. They've never, yes or no. Give me a yes or no answer. No, I don't know. It's up to you. I'm up to me. I'm a, I'm a sister. Have you seen what this Jeep can do? Have you seen the commercial? This thing can drive to places where no other car can go. That is the whole reason why I got this Jeep. This thing is bad. I said it just like that too, like all oh, passionate. Right? You know how guys are with the are with their cars, right? Ugh. So all of a sudden I'm like, all right, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna I'm going off-roading. Spam, I'm doing it. We go off-roading. Right in the middle of Mexico. Woo! 15 minutes, bam! I was going, oh yeah. And all of a sudden I'm driving off-roading, all of a sudden, ah! My car gets stuck in a sand pit. What in the world? Now, I neglected to say, this is my first time off-roading. <laughs> and I thought that if I just pressed the gas a little bit more, that my car was gonna just, you know, get out. I didn't realize that the more gas I press, the deeper my car went in the sand. Now, I'm freaking out. I'm in Mexico. I got no cell service. There's no AAA. There's no roadside service. What in the world? What if the mafiosos come? Take my wife, who knows God what to, I have no, oh my God, I start flipping out. So I'm thinking, man, what am I going to do? The only logical thing that I came up with to do was get out of my Jeep and started digging. I'm trying to dig the sand. 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 You know what my wife's doing? My wife is taking pictures of me digging the sand. <laughs> Women, what are you doing? Help me out. <laughs> All of a sudden, this big old black 4x4 truck comes. Right? Nice. Right? All of a sudden, starts skidding out, starts doing donuts, showing off. Right? And I seen these three guys in there. I'm like, dude, that's it, dude, that's it. That's the mafiosos right there. That's it, dude. They come to take us out. We're going to take my wife. It's over. Forget about it. And all of a sudden, they do a couple of donuts. They're skidding. They're straight showing off, man, right there in front of my old lady. <laughs> then they take off. They take off. I'm like, what in the world? Not even a, like a lookout, you know, anything, nothing. Como estas, nothing. Torta, burrito, Nothing. 15 minutes later goes by. Now it's getting, it's dusk. It's getting dark. Now my mind is really playing tricks on me. Now this beat up old white truck comes. Beat up old thing, ugly old thing. And all of a sudden this guy comes out, old man. Has a cowboy hat. That's the head honcho. <laughs> they went to call the main cartel guy. That's it. That's it, dude. And all of a sudden, he comes out, mustache. I mean, like a movie, big old buckle, right? Cowboy boots, 
Right? I'm like, dude, I'm like, oh, my God, dude, what in the world? You think this is a movie? I'm not making this up. This is the God. And all of a sudden, I'm like, dude, this is like, this is it. But then I saw a little kid. <laughs> Hopefully he's not going to do anything crazy with a kid right here. All of a sudden, he comes up to me. Right? And uh, I don't know if he understood what I said, but I knew exactly what he was saying. I don't speak Spanish. But he started speaking in Spanish, and I don't understand it, but I knew what he was saying. He was saying, this idiot from America came down here. No translation needed for that. I, I knew what he was saying, right? So all of a sudden, out of nowhere, just, he grabbed out of the back of his truck this big old yellow rope, ties it to my Jeep. Gets back in his truck and within five minutes yanks my Jeep out of the sand pit and drags it all the way close to where I can get out of the dunes and back on the road. My wife goes, I told you you shouldn't have went off-roading. <laughs> she said it's up to you. I came to tell you this afternoon, you might find yourself spiritually stuck in a sand pit because of trials, storms, financial pressure, marital pressure. But I came to tell you through the power of the Holy Ghost and the anointing, he's going to wrap his love, his spirit around you, and he's going to literally yank some of you out of that ditch, out of that slump, out of that miry clay. He's going to pull you out. Clap your hands for Jesus this afternoon because some of you, through the power of the Holy Ghost. He's going to yank. He's going to pull you out. Clap your hands for Jesus because today is your day to get unstuck. Today's your day to get pulled out. Today's your day for God to yank you out. Somebody shout for Jesus. Oh. God is going to pull you out. Tell your neighbor God's going to pull you out. Tell somebody that say God is going to pull you out. Tell somebody that say God is going to pull you out. God is going to pull you out. My friend, listen to me. Don't let the FTP stop you from prospering in life. Don't let it. Don't let confusion. Don't let conflict. Don't let none of those things stop you from fulfilling the potential that God has for you, for your marriage, for your kids, for your finances, for your ministry. Don't let anything stop you. See, rather than barely making it in life, I believe God wants us to strive in life. Strive. You know what that word strive means? It means to exert strenuous efforts. Striving isn't made up of half-hearted devotion. Striving is giving 110%. I was telling our young people last night that this generation, they like things easy for them. But sometimes to prosper, you're going to have to work. 
I know young people don't like that. Maybe even some adults in here have on somebody. But it is going to take effort. You're going to have to get up early and seek God that he may be found. Are you hearing me? It's going to take some effort. It's going to take for you to be faithful. It's going to take for me and you to be committed. Hello, somebody. I know that word's a cuss word in the church nowadays, but in order for you to live a prosperous Christian life, you're going to have to be committed. You're going to have to be faithful. The Bible says that when you come into the kingdom of God, he's not going to say, well done, my good and blessed servant. Well done, my good and comfortable servant. No, he's going to say, well done, my good and Faithful, faithful, faithful servant. You're going to have to work. You're going to have to be faithful. You have to be at your post. You're going to have to work at your marriage. You're going to have to work at raising your kids. The Bible says train up your child. Train, work. You're going to have to invest. It's going to cost money. Yes, but if you don't invest in your children, the devil will. Oh, I'm preaching now. It's going to take work and investment. You want to get, you want to get out of debt, then sometimes you're going to have to give your way out of debt. You're going to have to step up from 10% to 15 to 20%. You're going to have to become a United We Can member. Why? Because you want to see God's prosperity on your life. I believe there's three areas that God wants every single one of us to prosper in. Three. First one, God wants, us to prosper. God wants us to prosper in our faith. Somebody shout faith. faith. Hebrews 11 verse 1 says, says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Faith drops the insurance of your miracle into your heart. Heart of the bay. Even before you see it come to pass with your natural eyes. You know, the best person that I could relate prospering in your faith is the woman with the issue of blood. Here is a lady, man, that totally exemplifies somebody against all odds and circumstances came against it and prospered in her faith. And there was three levels how she prospered. Number one, the Bible says that she heard. She Heard that Jesus was in town. Something about hearing. Matter of fact, the Bible even says something about hearing. Faith come by. Whoa, 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 whoa. So that tells me that you got to be careful that what you hear. Because some of y'all, the reason why you ain't prospering in your faith because you be hearing the wrong stuff. All you be hearing is the critical, negative stuff that they put on the news, on the radio, and it's pumping fear. Come on, somebody. It's just pumping fear. All of a sudden, you're watching these TV shows, Criminal Minds, Hello, Somebody, pumping fear. Now, all of a sudden, you're locking up windows, and you got guns underneath your bed, all because the TV and what you hear. Some people don't even go to the beach anymore because they just keep on hearing that song in their head. Dun, 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 dun. Here's a little pond right here. And you won't even go in the water because you keep on eating. Something about hearing. Hearing, 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 hearing. And if you want to grow in your faith, the Bible says be able to read your word. 
Read your word. Read your word for your word will pump faith inside of you. Faith come by hearing and hearing the word of God. You got to get Pastor Stevan's message, the podcast, listen online because you got to pump yourself with what? Faith. Are you hearing me? Faith. Are you hearing me? Faith. Secondly, the second stage that she prospered in her faith, the Bible says she heard, so she went. She went to Jesus, but the Bible said that she couldn't get to Jesus because of what? The crowd. You know, there will always be obstacles, barriers that will try to stop you from getting to Jesus all the time, every time. But look at this lady. What did she do? The Bible says that she pressed. She what? She pressed in. Somebody say press in. Tell your neighbor, say, press in. She pressed in, meaning that you, it might have to take where you're going to have to just say, you know what? doesn't matter how I look. I might have to let my hair down, kick off my high heels. I know my nails might get a little bit all messed up, but it's okay because I got to press in to get to Jesus. Doesn't matter what people think about me. Doesn't matter what people say about me. Doesn't matter what they post on Facebook about me. Doesn't matter what they say. I, I got to press in so I can get to, G I got I to gotta press in. Somebody shall press in. Tell your name and say press in. Tell somebody else say press in. Tell the person behind you press in. All of a sudden as she pressed in, the third thing she did, the Bible says she heard, she pressed. Thirdly, she what? She reached out she reached out she reached out and touched Jesus she reached out some of you this afternoon you're going to have to reach out to Jesus in order to receive your miracle some of you this afternoon you're going to have to reach out to the leadership so that you can grow to the next level some of you are going to have to reach out in your giving so that you can start being blessed in your. You're going to have to reach out because you can't stay at this level anymore and expect different results. If you want to go to the next level, you're going to have to reach out. And if you want to keep on going to the next level, you're going to have to reach out. You can't stay settled. You can't settle with just being regular, average, normal, forever. If you want God to bless, prosper, use your life, you're going to have to reach out. Somebody shall reach out. Somebody shall reach out. Somebody shall reach out. You're going to have to reach out. Sometimes your only available transportation is a leap of faith. A leap of faith where you just put your complete trust in God. Second area that I believe God wants us to prosper in. God wants us to prosper in our family. Somebody say family. Family is one of the core values of our ministry. Proverbs 12, verse 7 says, The wicked die and disappear, but the family of the godly stands firm. Community. Family is the atmosphere in which all things prosper. When you say family, you think like just your immediate household. I'm thinking much more than that. It's having a mentality where, it's not you, where you think it's all about you. You, yourself, and I. You have to get away from that where it's just all about me. God doesn't want to prosper just for you only. 
if that's, you're, if that's what you're getting out of this entire message, then you missed the whole message. God wants to prosper you so that you can be a blessing to others. Come on, somebody. Are you hearing me? God wants to bless you so that you can be a blessing to others. God wants to fill your cup so that in turn you can fill other people's cup. God wants to encourage you so that in turn you can encourage others. Are you hearing me, heart of the bay? God wants to touch your life so that you can touch the world. You know what I realized? Being a Christian, that there are times where you're going to have to stay away from certain people. Certain people that will literally suck the life out of you, the joy out of you, the heart, if you would, out of you. Hello. You know those people, you know, the, it, it, it's, the, it's the people that are critical, doubters, people that are totally just, ugh. you know what I call them? The uninspired people. Hello, somebody. The unexcited people and the ungrateful people. Get far away as you can from those people. Oh, get away, get, get away from that uninspired. I mean, you could, the pastor could preach till he's right in the face, and they're still right there. I dare you to bless me, pastor. I mean, man, God will show up, and you wouldn't even get excited because you're right there. You don't need revival. You need resurrection, my brother. Get away from, get away from the unexcited. Oh, the unexcited people, man, nothing will move them. They'll stay stuck right there. They won't clap their hands. They won't even smile. Brother, smile for, for the love of God. Jesus saved you. He died on the cross. Smile. Come on, come on, try. I, I know it's not too hard. Come on, smile. Get away from the ungrateful people. You can buy them food every day of the week and they'll still want more. It still won't be enough because they're ungrateful. They're ungrateful for what God has done. They always just want more and more and more, thinking, oh, man, porosito me, porosito me, porosito me, porosito me, if they only knew, porosito me. All of a sudden, man, they're ungrateful. You know, the people that you want to get around, the people that you want to hook up with, the people that you want to click up with, the people that you want to get around are the people that are going to encourage you. They're going to encourage you. Even when you're messing up, they're going to get in your face and encourage you. And they're going to go to your house and say, brother, we didn't see you at church Sunday morning. Hey, we love you. Come on, bro. Let me, I'll pray for you. We're going to do this together. They're going to encourage you. Meaning sometimes they'll even tell you the truth. Are you hearing me? You want to get around not just only encouragers, but also you want to get around people who are envisioners. They're going to envision you. They're going to believe in you. They're going to spot potential inside you and help pull it out. They're going to envision you and say, you know what? You can be great. You can be a pastor. You can be a leader. You can do big things for God. You know what? God has anointed you. You know what I see for your life? I see an awesome woman of God. You know what I see for you? I see a preacher. You know what I see for you? I see a missionary. You know what? I envision you being somebody awesome for the things of God. 
You know who else you want to get around? You want to get around people who are going to enlarge you. They're going to enlarge you. I mean, they're going to help you grow. And that's why it's good to get hooked up in a life group. Because those life group leaders are going to enlarge you. They're going to envision you. They're going to encourage you on a weekly basis. My friend, Sunday morning ain't good enough. You're going to have to get around those leaders so that they can enlarge you. Grow your mentality. Grow your capacity. Grow your heart. Help you grow to the next level. Come on, clap your hands for Jesus. Come on, clap your hands. Is there anybody here that wants to grow to the next level? Is there anybody here that wants to prosper? Is there anybody here that says, God, I want to prosper. I want to grow. I want to go to the next level. Come on, clap your hands for Jesus. Last point and I'm done. Worship team, come. God wants you to prosper in your future. He wants to prosper you in your faith, in your family, and lastly, God wants you to prosper in your future. Jeremiah 29 verse 11. says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to... Whoa, 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 whoa. There's that word. Plans to what? I, I can't hear you, heart of the bay. Plans to what? I can't hear you. Plans to what? Prosper you, not harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. 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 Let me say future. You know, when I was a little kid, I used to think the future was going to be the Jessens. How many thought that, right? When it was 2000, I thought, man, it was going to be like the Jetsons. Like, dude, that's what the future holds. The best way I could describe the future and how it could be applicable for you, because some people, the, the future is too far out. You're just living in for the day. It's hard to see the future. 16 years old, it's hard to see. 16 in high school, it's hard to see. Marriage is hard to see the future. The best way I can describe to help you see the future. One of the things that I like to do now, you may hate on me. I might get Facebook messages and tell me, oh, my God, the gang over, overseer. He's a sinner. But it's okay. Go ahead. Line up. It's all right. Got a lot of haters. But one of the things that I like to do, and you may think I'm a heathen, Go for it. I like to go to the movies. There I said it. I like to go to the movies. Any other heathens out there that like to go to the movies? Oh, so we're all together in this. All right, cool. You too? Oh, man, you're a pastor. Wow. The movies. I like to go to the movies. Now, here's the thing, though. And my wife, I drive her up the wall because... When I go to the movies, I have to go early. I have to. I'm sorry. I apologize. Movie starts at 7. I got to be there like at 6.30. I got to be there early because I want to make sure I get the tickets. I got to make sure, man. I got to make sure I get the tickets. The Avengers new movie just came out. 
I want to make sure I'm there. Star Wars is coming out in December. I want to make sure I'm there. Another reason why I like to go early is because I got to make sure I hit up the snack shack. Got to buy $40 popcorn. Come on, somebody. And $50 for a big gulp. Are you hearing me? But if you're like most people, like us, my wife, even though she carries a little small bag, and I see your bag right here? Most of the time she carries a small bag like this. But when we go to the movies, she has this big old beach bag. We got tortas, burritos, microwave Jiffy Pop, napkins. And you're right there all up in the line right there. And then you're right there, all kinds of food, bringing out the burritos, Cold Stone ice cream and all that. And then somebody's right there, tapatio, I need, I got tapatio, here it is, here's tapatio right there, here it is, here's tapatio, here we go. I got it, I got you, I got you, I got, I got you! I got you! Another reason why I like to go early is because I want to make sure that I get a good seat. I don't want to sit in pastor's row. No, 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 no. I don't want to sit in the pastor's row. I don't want to be like this. I don't want to sit in the sinner's row. No offense. I want to sit where? In the direct middle. I want to be in the direct middle of the screen, like literally, like right there. I size it up. Here's the middle right there because I want to see everything and I want to feel the surround sound. I want to feel the guns and the blazes and the bomb. Ah, I want to feel it. I want to feel it. Oh, yeah, it's cool. I love it. The last reason why I like to go early is because... I like to watch the previews. I like it. Oh, man, I get excited. Ooh, previews coming on up. Oh, man, Avengers 2015. Oh, yeah, yeah, I got to see that. Awesome. Ooh, man, Star Wars. Right? Force Awakens. December. Oh, dude, I'm so there. Romantic comedies. Baby, you could go see that with the girls. Go for it. It's okay. I release you. I release you. Guys, we want what? Action, blood, guts, bombs, tanks, G.I. Joe, all the good stuff, right? Girls, what do girls want? Romantic comedies. Choose purity. Here's the thing about the preview, though. Here's the thing about the preview. Is that the preview only lasts about a good minute to two minutes. It's not the full motion picture, which is about two hours. So in two minutes, they're giving you glimpses of the movie. And here's the thing about the glimpses of the movie. They're showing you the best parts. Right? And all of a sudden, bam, all these previews coming up. Oh, look at that. Oh, wow. And it's just bam, bam, bam. Short glimpses of 
what's coming up. And all of a sudden, you're seeing all these glimpses. And then at the end of every single preview, it ends like this. Coming soon, December 2015. Coming soon, summer 2015. Coming soon. It shows, doesn't show you the full motion picture. It just shows you glimpses. But then it ends. Coming soon, summer 2015. I came to tell you this afternoon, heart of the bay, God is going to give you a glimpse of your future. And he's going to show you the best parts. You preaching. Your family coming up and filling two aisles. Your body healed. And it's going to say, coming soon. Coming soon. It may not be the full motion picture. It may not happen tonight nor tomorrow. Oh, but it's coming Soon, that son that you've been praying for, it's he's coming soon. That husband that you've been praying for, he's coming soon. That building that you've been praying for, it's coming soon. Come on, clap your hands for Jesus. Oh.